0: Viewer discretion is advised. Without realising when you hit the pressure points, there's only one coping
1: mechanism you have. And it's drinking. Mandate. Welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives and nothing's off the table. Tonight's guest house, all the way from the promised land, 274 in Ōtara, Damaki Makoto. He is a former professional rugby player who played for four provincial unions, also four super rugby teams or four super rugby franchises, Uh, and also had a long stint in Japan where he played for nine years. And also when he came back uh, post-rugby, he was director of uh, Pakuranga Rugby Club uh, for eight years. And also, most importantly, he is a husband and also a father of three. Um, but he was... eight hey Charles, he would probably be one of our, our favourite 6-5-8s. Uh, to don the black jersey, uh, to represent the ABs. Please put your hands together. Before I do that, like, subscribe, because please, <laughs> we need you guys to, uh, just to like and subscribe uh, on, on the channel. And so... Let's put our hands together for the man himself, the doku'ua, Pita Alatini! (laughs) (laughs) Malo, brothers, malo, malo. Malo, lover, doku'u malo, lover. Good to be back. I know you you are our very first... um, Guest for 2023, but before we do that, we've got something very important announcement to make. Um, tonight's episode is sponsored by the lovely folks, the kind folks from the course Collective uh, partners. Partners, well, yeah, pretty much a partnership with um, Stats New Zealand. And so, in 2023, the census is now live, and you have the chance to come on and and make sure everyone is counted. But also, with the census, that um, when you're able to, to fill up the census, that you could be, you know, given the opportunity and also the uh, the chance or the power to mm. to connect or reconnect, also to to have to create um, just uh, something for your Fano or your 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 Rangatahi, your your Aingo, your Kainga, and also to create opportunities for for our Fanos. And so, if you are, thinking of hey man I want, to, I want to be part of the census or so want some more information about the census please go online on www.census.gov.nz uh, for more information and you will see that's us in South Auckland is that, is that correct now? Um, yeah it is Awesome it, yeah, okay, that's us man, I love <laughs> What a pro What a pro <laughs> Oh my goodness that's Oh cool. man
2: yeah, and, um, Before Peter talks about his work at Course Collective and about the census is like, don't worry about you baby daddies that um that might get exposed about all the your kids that you have all over um, Otar, but um, <laughs> that's not what this is about. We'll get Dauso um, <laughs> to explain what
1: it's about. Oh man, man, hey, thank you once again for coming out. Also, a um, special mention to, to Mata. Thank you, Mata. She's yeah, she's she's around somewhere. She's over there. Um, but Bitha, uh, before we kind of delve into the conversation, I'm um, because people always think, oh, Peter, a Latini, oh, yeah, five 5'8", All Blacks, uh, and the aura around the All Blacks, but you're more than that. You're obviously more than that. Obviously, your, your sporting career was, was amazing, um, but as a father and as a husband, and also, also being part of the, the course collective for the last two years, if you can tell us the transition, and like obviously – it's been a while since you, you've played on, on, on the field. But in terms of now recently, what's what's been what's it been like for the transition in you as as a man but more so as, as a person? Um, th- thank you so much. Firstly, the introduction was uh
0: <laughs> was way above and beyond of my expectations. Like the old favorite second five. It always comes <laughs> through when you're talking <laughs> to the brothers. But I kinda have to I question, are hey, you sure guys? Or <laughs> But I'm really humbled and uh, always a pleasure, even more so when it's on a platform for our people, uh, our Basifika, um people and, and, and everyone else, I suppose. But transition is a tough thing. And I think in my era, we didn't quite get the gist of that. You know, if you were, I suppose, um, had a business or you're well-endelved in, in around financial literacy, um, you know, didn't go through what we go through with overcrowding housing and all these other different things. Yes, you had an experience, but I think you're kept in, um, you're kept in, in a corner at times that rugby is you and you are rugby, you know, and that's probably where I landed when I finished. So when I finished, there was promises that I would go back to Japan as a coach. I thought coaching would be my career, but the truth is if I, when I'm really honest about it years later, it was just, Stop, you know, it was the easiest thing to go to when I finished Rug because I didn't really have a plan, and that's probably. Um, and then from there, coming to Pakuranga, uh, eight years there. I mean, my first year I fluked um, 2013, we beat Pakuranga 48 years, hadn't won a uh, Gallagher Shield, um, and we won it. But I had a team that, that, that I was lucky inherited from two amazing coaches before me. Um, who, who uh, Wayne Piavac and Paul Feeney, who both coached Auckland and also international duties. So transitioning was back into rugby and I thought this is what I wanted, coaching um, the kids. I loved, what I did love is I always loved community mm-hmm. rugby. I, it was what I was brought up on. It's probably the love of my game came from community rugby. As a youngster playing, I, I dreamt every time, uh, I couldn't wait to get up in the morning, get the boots on or, Back then, just go bare feet because that's what it was for a long time. But in the community space, into the clubs, um, love being around people, and it was just easy, you know, it wasn't hard. But as you go into to the next era of professionalism, you are dealt with sponsors obligations. So now it's it's turned into the job, uh, and that's and that's where I probably it was tough um, at the time to really capture that we're very very much amateur in that early part of professional, if I'm honest, you know, a lot of my era just, because we love the game, you know, we enjoyed to play hard on the field, played even harder yeah. off the field, you know, and, and that was um, that was the way we we went through. But in terms of transition, when I came back, um, pakuranga, I got to kind of a bit of a crossroads, you know, and I had a cousin that was working at the Course Collective. Um, and during that COVID, that first COVID period, we were talking and we would go for walks, um and she'll be telling her about about them and social change and i was like oh make out as if i knew what was going on oh that's cool all i heard was you work in community it's our people you'll be working with us and i was like oh that sounds good but i came to here where i knew um it was the last two years of my boy at um kings and as he wanted to play for he was in the first 15. uh for me the rugby at the time um, I had no real pathway to get through in coaching, so I really kind of felt like it was time to find something new. Uh, one was to really follow my boy in his last two years, but the next was to g- really gauge and find myself as a person. So, so the course co- uh, collective um, offered me a role and whether it was because I was the ex-All Black or or what, but it was beautiful because we already had um, a connection that one was with my cousin, uh, a guest that was working there, but um, before that I I went and spoke on um, Tongan Language Week as a guest, and then I also went to one of their workshops um, as a sports, uh, ex-sports player with other sports influencers uh, and administrators. So I had a kind of, I felt at home there as, 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 everyone, as soon as I walked in the doors and I suppose when you see everyone is your own people, there's nothing better than just and then you start hearing and it's like, you walk through the door and you get a mock straight away. And like, <laughs> oh, I'm home. I'm home. So, so that transition, um, I think the important part of that was that I could start to really, um, appreciate what I'd done in rugby. but really start to build myself and, um, as, as a person, um, and also get my confidence back and, and understanding. There's more to life than than what I've done with rugby. I actually could build the same and transfer the skills that I had at at rugby into this new role. And so, um, so that's been that's been the kind of the journey so far. And I think um, don't get me wrong, it, it hasn't been the easiest journey. It's a, a lot of uh, you know you come from reading game plans and and doing passing drills and tackling drills to. It's really sitting down, and they go through some critical thinking, some <laughs> systems design, some design thinking, and I'm sitting there just going, mm, mm, and everything just goes over my head. But I, I think w- what what it is cool is that the the cause is bigger than you. Mm. These other people that we work in our communities in South Auckland that need so much more help, mm. and I think that's the humbling part that you go, right? I actually need to understand my work because. Um, our people are, are still struggling. Same problems that were there 20 years ago, mm. still living amongst us. You know, physical inactivity is, is in my area. Uh, long-term condition health issues, is, we're still high in stats and those, obesity. So um, understanding that and finding better ways to do things than what's been currently done in yeah. the system is a, is a big part of my work and um, and slowly kind of getting the, the better understanding of it and then who do i work with alongside especially contacts or people i know that are in those spaces that um that i'm able to to, to really connect with to to help with the course
1: man awesome man yeah, Ooh, What, a, a, what cool a transition, journey, man! Yeah, a journey
2: yeah. well done on this new venture that you're on um because um yeah someone of your uh, i guess uh, resume or us what you know looking up to you play donning that number 12 jersey yeah, and man. and now i'm seeing you working in the community it's um empowers us and i guess this is why we do what we do to um, create change and um but yeah just listening to your story because i know you're just talking about the transition in this later part of the years but just you know you're from you're a boy from the hood man you grew up in man. you're a son of otara and you know sons of the of the kingdom of Tonga. so um you know, that would have been the transition in itself from going from the hood, playing <laughs> rugby on the on the streets mm. and, you know, uh, and bare feet and now and transitioning into professional rugby. So what was that like? Oh, look, it was,
0: I think I'd, you know, I look back at my life and, and living in Otara, Proud, proud, (laughs) proud. You know, like I said, we were 1480s, Tamiku Road, across the road from Otamariki Park, (laughs) massive field. You know, if we were not playing in our backyard, because we had a big backyard, we'd cross the road with all those cars. Well, actually, back then there wasn't many, you know, as many cars as there are now, but so it was easy to cross over. And then ball in hand or just running around, you know, Mm. we were just constantly running. And and I suppose the other side, because my dad was a former, um, Ikaletahi legend back in in, mm, in, in, in yeah. tonga and, and with a 73 team that beat the wallabies so he had high standards and he had a dream that that at least one of his seven kids would uh at the time sorry one of the four boys um would become an all black and that was one of his his reasoning for coming over to to new zealand one was to find a better life but deep down in his heart was at least one of his boys uh-huh. his four older boys would make the all blacks truth be known the other three Were way Way better than me I kid you not Like the mm-hmm. first brother Tavita, All this fast Skillful Kick both feet Knew how to You know Magic skills But just Got to a point And just didn't have a drive mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and he was fine He just loved The, the social aspects and, and loved the game Sam um, strong, robust, real Tongan Like no filter You know, like he went to Toloa for a year Came back like tougher, angrier um, And and just um, And he played for Tonga too But again I think for him it was just um, Some luck, you know Just um, went to Tonga quite early You know, we felt But made his decision and he's quite stubborn like that But ended up playing a lot of tests for Tonga And, 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 um, and really enjoyed his journey Tony the same i felt he was really skillful good with the with his mouth like really talkative (laughs) fit as um so for me as number four i felt the thing that that got me was dad's drive i got dad's drive to 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 keep pursuing in the dream and the other side was picking up bits and pieces from my brothers and what they had and try and just roll with that so a lot of my game was built across the skill sets that my brothers had yeah. um and then my dad's want um was what i what i had to do to, to to kind of roll in there but in otara that that's where it all come to fruition because we we got we, we we trained nearly every day when dad and dad was still running then which was horrible because he'll come from work tell us to all get changed and then we'll just go and about two hours later we'll come back and it could be a long run we had a back um there was a back track at the back of otara that's still there now um there was hills and and other little uh, and it was just, you know, those, there was just the, the natural surroundings that we could, there was no excuse for us not to. So so that was cool. And then going through, I suppose, I just loved being at school in Ōtara. I was a proud East Tamaki primary boy till um, Standard 4. Then I moved to, to um, Yendara for my last year. Sorry, at Standard 4, Standard 3 at ET, because the brothers were at Ferguson Intermediate and um, my younger sister was there and she was starting school, so I had to go and look after her. And then I went to Ferguson Intermediate and and like I said, rugby being an Ōtara kid was huge. You know, we we used to always rip, and we all do it still now. You know, you rip your, your your area, yeah, yeah. you know, really proudly. And you know, there were whispers around at Mangere. There was a big Tongan boy there who was repping at Mangere, and his name was Jonah Lomu. Oh, yes, <laughs> <And> we, <yes. laughs> we we knew of Jonah really well because our churches were both Methodist. Yeah. So uh, and he was just a beast. Um, but you know, as an Ōtara kid, and then through Ferguson and through the Roller Mills. Um, rugby team which is a intermediate rep team back in the day Um, I got the opportunity to meet a family who for some reason I had had adored me through um, like I stayed with them for for a week during the tournament because my parents had to go back to Tonga for a funeral but they um, nurtured me and and actually took care of me for that week and I was just doing things that we do at home like Mm -hmm. being polite taking Mm -hmm. the dishes you know naturally doing that and they were in awe of it that that you didn't have to ask you know and i was pushing all the other island boys because about three of us that stayed with this family okay come on we're gonna go and do the dishes but this was in us right this is yeah, yeah. we either that or you get a hiding so so i thought best that we just do it with our boys and and we did and and they i think just saw a part of um of how we roll in our culture eh? our respect you know we, we're living in a different house and we make sure we, we we respect everything they tell us we do and so through that relationship they the family decided to get me an interview into king's college now i didn't have a clue what king's where king's college was <laughs> we all thought all we know is um there's a big area besides middlemore hospital there's fields and then they go oh that's king's college so in that kind of understanding to to go to king's um, at first I didn't know the enormity of, of what had just happened. And and you know, and scholarships was really rare. Uh, Pacific Islanders that were at the school where you have the noblemen or your doctors or, you know, and that was um, Tongan Samoan, and all all Māori. They're all of, of kind of privileged backgrounds. Eh? And and parents that worked hard for them to be in there. So so there's a very small Pacific community when I first went into mm. Kings. But the beauty was that I was a, I was a day boy because there was border and day boy. But every time I went to school, it was like a dreamland. As soon as I caught the bus, ah, oh, yeah, bacteria <laughs> 497 exactly. back Like catching the bus with the D. La Salle boys was the worst. <laughs> that was my worst trips ever, man, because they were giving it to me no. um, every time. And because it's but D. La Salle kids, I played rugby with at East Tamaki. So then they had heard that I'm going to King's College. And so I always had to catch the bus with them back up to school. And they were just giving it to me because we had a different uniform. If it was a special day. It was I had to wear all this white shorts, white shirt, white socks, shoes, black shoes. And, and when I get on the bus, these boys are like, I don't realise there's white Sunday at King's College. And <laughs> oh, they were just giving it to me. And I, I, look, that was that was all good because it was fun banter. But the, the one that got me down was when I, they all left. And then the bus driver goes, oi, get off here. Your school's over there. And I said to them, oh, no, no, I'll go to King's College. Yes. no, you don't. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. And I was like, no, I do, honestly. So take me up to the next bus stop. And he literally took me up, parked up, and saw me walk through the gate and kind of, you know, to make sure that I was. Wow. I gave him the old bird and then I took <laughs> off. I gave him the bird and said, "Stuff you. And then um. I begged my dad to, uh, can I find another way to get mm. to school? Because I suppose, it was, and it was very rare, very rare yeah. for, for a boy from Otara to really, you know, first to go to King's College, just suppose and then, um, and that was the that was probably the tough part was finding finding a way. Mm-hmm. You talking about transition, finding my way around. I'm around all of these kids who, uh, you know, have got have got lives that are, are pretty steady and settled, uh, and and the parents have, have got them through. And then with with where I was living, we stayed in the house my dad created a garage because it was overcrowded. All the aunts, we were the house that that filtered everyone who was coming from mm-hmm. Tonga to start their life. So so that was us in Otara. And my parents, you know, it was tough, but they wouldn't have it any other way, mm-hmm. right? And they were kind of um, always had a distance to look after all our families that were coming from, from Donga. And, you know, we used to complain around having no food because the aunties and them will eat it or the church came through and ate it. But but the truth to me, though, was like we were, we were never out of kilt. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, you starved here and there, but... It's nothing probably to some some things I see now in, in communities, what they mm-hmm. go through, so so yeah, so that was it was always tough, it was always tough, and I think it it was only about time where I would um start to understand and and I've got to pay homage to my headmaster. I had a headmaster that really cared and and took me through some pastoral care. Mm-hmm. I still had my family on the outside, but I think inside the school, if it wasn't for him, giving me um weekly checks and mm. seeing where i'm at um. Even to the point where when I made first 15, I um, had no lunch. I mean, lunch was here and there, you know. If if you took lunch, you you didn't blast through it. But as soon as I made first 15, he understood the the meaning of um, energy and making sure you you fit well. So I ended up eating at the dining hall. He goes, go and eat at the dining hall. We'll pave for that um, so you can – so I was full every day, so make sure, take a little bit for after training, so, so then I'm full by the time I get home and didn't have to have dinner. But it was, um, that kind of, you know, that kind of care, I think, made a huge difference in the school that was, um, you know, it's, it, it, and I love the school. I love the school, but um, navigating through it as a as a young poly boy
1: was, was pretty tough at
2: the really time. Tough? Mm. Jeez. Mm. What? Yeah.
1: Would have, it's just, it's, it's just the whole trajectory just changed yeah. there. Just yeah. it's, it's, it's just the opportunities. Well, who would who knows? Like you would have been, you could have went to TC or you could have went well, to Hillary. Hillary, some, or Hillary t- yeah, Hillary was our closest.
0: <laughs> to, uh, yeah. Well, Hillary, yeah, And and but at the time, my brothers were going to Old Eddie
2: oh, to because
0: oh, yeah. my, my older brother was. Yeah, he, he was at those. So they were all there, and then when he finished school, um, my brother and we had two cousins. They were, one from Nauru and one from Australia that was staying with well, us. Same similar age. They all went to Hillary College, and then the second brother came to Kings with me, which, which helped in the last. Well, I was hoping it'd help, but then he just caused more trouble when he came in. <laughs> but it was good. It was really cool to have him um, in those two years before he left, and then then by then I was quite settled into the school.
1: Man, it's interesting. Yeah, Charles, it really is interesting. Like I said, it just the just just that one opportunity just changes the whole trajectory mm-hmm. in terms of your your life and. And, and your career, but, and just your, the journey in terms of your dad, knowing that your dad, hey, son, we're looking for someone to be in all black. There's, hmm. there's,
0: four, what, there's four boys, is eh? it? Four boys at the time, so I was the fourth, and then after that, we, we did have a sister probably about six years later, then another brother, six, and then another daughter. So it's like, hey, dad, man. what's going on, man? We're leading to we were two years apart, and then it went six, and it was like, and for some of it, we didn't even know. It was like, what's mum? Just in the hospital. Baby, what? what? Where did they come from? What do you
1: mean? You did sniper. Yeah, I I the <laughs> day,
0: mate. Hey, mate. You're not on tours anymore, mate. You're actually at home. So you don't yeah, anymore. Exactly, <laughs> mate. I see you just going to work and back. What's going on? But oh. um, yeah, so these, so I'm smack back in the middle, and I've got so I've got three brothers above, I've got a sister, and then a younger brother, and then another sister. Wow,
1: hmm.
2: man. In terms of navigating through, um you know going from one demographic into mm. a whole different scene um was it hard um, was it hard to or did you feel out of place and then sort of touch on like did you know at an early age like what racism was especially from your own people mm. <laughs> see
0: that the thing with with um when i went to kings um i did but i was still kind of oblivious a little yeah. bit hey eh? really naive i didn't you know, not, I was just in awe of to be there at the school. The parents, the, the Bālāngi parents, the Wallaces, um, who really, I'm still tight with them, cool. they, they were like, I call them my second parents. Um, their family really did um, help me out in terms of understanding. They knew it was always going to be tough. So the year before that, they took me met some friends, got me acquainted with, with a couple of the boys that probably will start the following year. Um, but Having all that still it was tough um I think another part which was really um helpful was I met some kids that were like farmers and so they you know they were they were there, but they were kind of quite down to earth and, and grounded cool and the ones that were i mean that's just i couldn't fault them because yeah. this is the way they were brought up, so you know what i mean but but i had um i can't say amongst them that there was any racism amongst that group when I was with. Um, and and it was just I think it was just uh, if anything it was just my own like outside of outside of the gates it was, I think it was mm. it was hard for people to see yeah. how am I going there how am I, how am I going to that school you know and um, I used to always joke that you know my dad works twelve hours um, shift work to get me into the school <laughs> is yeah. there a way you'll be able to pay that yeah. <laughs> but um, but we were always um, yeah I, I think the, the the helping of just Having that ground and, and pastoral care from the parents and oh the God. master, and then being at home to understand as well that yeah. you know the effects of of kind of living both worlds, and, and, and I'm not going to lie, it wasn't easy. But I think as as years went on, um, it was it was easier, it was better to navigate of of where I stood and stuff. And I think at the end of the day too, when all fingers out was just bang rugby, mm. <laughs> rugby or kill or everything, and yeah, and, and at times you know when you were um, Performing at a level, things do do kind of fall in your lap, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're able to get better help and stuff. Mm.
1: So cool, you know. it's because it is, it's, and you know, as, as we do that, the support you're given, the right supports, the right resources, you know, you young people, we anyway, know can just mm. can just flourish. But when you think of it because you do in, in the course collective of the young people and the and the families that you're kind of working alongside and the programs that you're doing. Do you do you feel like is there like? Something that's kind of missing, because I, th- I think of our young ones is—is is the support that back in in your day or, or our day, is it the same kind of supports there, or is there something, or have ch- times have just changed? Was just. I, th- I think
0: definitely these times that have changed. I think support looks differently now mm. for our kids. You know, like um, they live in an instant world. You know, the screens and everything is available to them. More information's out. Um, and then from I suppose the responsibility of our of, of us as parents or caregivers is really understanding their world. And I think that's probably where we, we have a little miss between what we see as love and support and what the kids see as love and support. And then also I think articulating our communication to the kids mm-hmm. is really important. Um and, and and I think I only know when I talk about that is around my experience with my own with my own kids, where, where I thought, um, you know, I had my dad kind of disciplined in me to to, to roll and that didn't really cut it right at an early age. <laughs> and then, and then my wife and me goes like, you're not doing that to our kids. And it's like, well, fair enough. And then I suppose for me, it taught me that I had to really um, understand the word, but also com- the communication can't be abrupt. But I found, I find as well, it's, it's uh, our communication goes, oh, well, too, when, when, our personal responsibilities in terms of a dad and and, and being a, uh, a father husband all that kind of stuff um, can, can get all mixed up and, and and so you're almost kind of just caught every time in the whirlwind and so your frustrations at time without even meaning unconsciously are, are put across to the kids yeah and they always think that you're always angry and most of the time you're just tired um, you've worked you know you've got other things to do you know if you 've got a lot of uh, Family members, then it becomes the the worrying of you know payments mm. and and who else do we need to 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 help? Or so, I think there's there is support. I just think that um it's understanding what that support looks like, and and we got to probably it's more talking with the young with the youth to understand their perspective and and really hearing them too. I think they always feel um their voices are not heard or valued. Eh? and I know and I know that too because. I know with my, my, my second daughter, Tiara, if I don't pay attention to her while I'm talking to her, if the phone goes and I'm just like, as she goes, Dad, are you not listening? I was like, hey, uh, what was that again, darling? <laughs> but it's it's important around, I think, just having that. And and, and I see the difference when you do that to our mm. kids. They do, they feel, you know, they feel like, oh, Dad does care or, you know, and, and any of our kids, I suppose, when we come through across. But, you know, but, but we do understand too that there's, just situations that are so complex within our communities that it's it's really tough to mm. for our kids to navigate, you know, and, and understand. And if it's not been communicated across accordingly, and of course there'll be a hit and a mm. miss and then our kids will look for it somewhere else. Yeah, too. Yeah. And we, you know, they lose that sense of belonging, identity and then and then that's where, you know, we start finding other things to try and fill the void, I suppose. Yeah.
2: Now that's very good. It's 'Cause this I guess it's a, a, especially for our gene, like the way we were brought up. was one way so we listened and then you couldn't really express it and then when we end up having our children that come up in this whole different world and man it's hard to unlearn some of these stuff so i like i really struggled with my first seed when she had her um teenage years and you know and i know like i keep on telling myself oh man i gotta listen more i gotta but it's hard (laughs) so i'm just like listening to you like uh some of the stuff that you're finding um how how was that that transition (laughs) wow (laughs) that transition
0: well firstly if you do the math, my eldest daughter is 27 turning 28 i'm 46 so you know you can fairly say that when we left school there were challenges straight away so Uh, my girlfriend at the time megan is my wife now we had um we megan fell pregnant when she was 18 And then um, we had our eldest daughter, Tanika, at 19 the following year. So I was 19 and Megan was, I think, still 18. But um, it was fairly new. We were young, you Mm. know. We were both growing up and raising a child. And to be honest, it was um, off the cuff. I mean, we we knew love. We we had to love the little girl regardless and, and what they looked like. But we also both spoke about that we weren't going to also um, stop our lives and, and, and make sure, you know, um, that, that our goals as such, as long as we're doing accordingly and, and make sure that our daughter is looked after and safe, that we'll still push on with our with our careers as such, you know. And I think the first part was, was Megan was a fantastic, and still is, a fantastic mother and, and, and a teen mum. And, and what mm-hmm. she took on and allowed me to pursue rugby straight away when I left school and I think that was between rugby and the contacts of rugby were easy to go straight into work and I knew straight away we look we need money. I mean there's no doubt about it. Mm. Gotta raise a daughter. And then just just kind of that transition and, and we can't for we our girl that she, she was with us throughout um then Megan became true bliss and I became an all black. And we were able to do that with our daughter and she was in the middle of it all the time. I think that was one of our keys that we we always made sure that she looked after, she always um, cared for and it was never she was never going to be a hindrance to us, you know if you know what I mean. Mm. And, um, and so but as you know as they grow and they get older and they want to do their own thing and we were in Japan and and, um, and she was doing so well in Japan. we're like all together as a family, and then I think she turned 15, and then she came up to me and goes, "Mom, Dad, I'm different." I'm different here in Japan, there's all Japan kids, I'm not, I, I understand everything, but I just, I need to go home and, and go to college and kind of, you know, rebuild myself to, you know, an education system back at home. I miss having friends that I can just talk to. And um naturally, of course, I walked out and said, no, nah. <laughs> no, you're staying here in Japan with all us, we're all, all here as a family. But funny enough, you know, um, we spoke, and megan spoke, and we just like we can't deny the opportunity you know we had her so young, she's our eldest if we can't give her what she wants, we won't be able to you know we we'll, wouldn't. Our, i suppose we'll'll we'll be a fraction in our relationship that'll be very hard to to put back at at some point so so we all kind of sat around and agreed and so she came back and did um high school for two years, yeah, she did two years here we got into um St Cassie went to she went there so I had to keep playing rugby because man <laughs> it's different from going from scholarship to paying guys The old man was like man I'm coming to the end of my career keep sending me man but it was but to see her flourish um it gave us you know hype and, and um happiness that we made the right decision for her and 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 um and she's just been a beautiful girl sure we had um um you have these little disagreements, but it was, with her, it was very easy. And I think we put that down to her growing up with us as a youngster. Where's the other two? <laughs> Tiara and Trey, um, who have been with us all the time. Tiara especially, I suppose she's 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 so um, she's so kind-hearted and strong, but she's really strong eh? and quite sensitive at the same time. So, um, and she'll speak out. If she does, this, if she sees things and you know, catches my uh, Megan and I off guard at times, but but I really respect her for that, you know, because it does it holds accountability in, in everything we said, you know. So I love her for that, and, and she just keeps it real, and, and and she's got so much talent. But but her and Trey are two years apart, so so they're really tight, you know, and That's and good. I love that It's so beautiful that that. Um, you know, you've, you've got siblings and they're all tied together um, yeah. and they're ruled by, or not ruled, but they're, they're really supported really well by Tanika, our eldest. And when you get that family dynamic, I think you, you kind of reflect and think, oh, well, there's something that yeah. we did right along the way, you know, and um, never take for granted, but just really thankful that that um, the kids have got that and, and, and can kind of, I suppose, like I said, now between all three of them, lacking pretty much open the doors to wherever they want to go and, and want to do, you know, it's just, it's, it's there for them. And they know that Megan and I support them in whatever way they want us to do that.
1: It's cool, man. Because you think of the past day, um, Peter, like, um, you know, probably, probably 20 years ago, a lot of our, our young people, even, uh, you know, some of our siblings would say, oh, I, I want to ask mum and dad, I want to get out of here, mm. I want to try something new, I want to try, you know, some other <laughs> opportunities out there, try some new horizons and not have the guts <laughs> and the courage to say, oh, mum and dad, I want to do this, I want to do that. But for your daughter to, to come up to you guys and just and just come up straight up, hey, I as a 15 year old, like, mm. dad, mum, I need to get out of here, I want to go to back to New Zealand, finish off my, my, my high school. And so obviously uh, you, you and your wife have done a great job mm. for your kids to kind of feel safe to to voice like you were saying to mm. voice their opinion and to voice um, the the different opportunities that, they, that they're they seeking and so bro so obviously you said hey man nah <laughs> I can imagine I can imagine Like, if my daughter did that like, because she's she's still with us and then Charles his daughter's down in, um, in Wellington mm. now and so for both of you guys as fathers and as men like these are our baby girls man yeah. it's like man I can't do I this know, I- so, like, how was it? Because it would have been so hard to just let go, especially if this is your daughter. It was, it
0: was. But I think um, what we did understand was we could see that, you know, she was she she was missing something, mm-hmm. in the wood and the, and the last thing we wanted was to to kind of not pay attention yeah. to that. Make sure that we did, and I think Megan um, was the one that saw it early and 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 just said, "Look, we have to, we have to." Um, support her in this decision, you know, because um, she really, really needs it. And and I didn't really know to that extent until, um, you know, it was tough to say goodbye to her. But when she mm. got there, the way she just able to settle and we had family there that were able to support her But because she went into boarding. But the, the way she just kind of adapted and, and I think because we let her do that and go home, I think her drive picked up that she goes, well, I won't let mum and dad down, I'll make sure that I do the best on this field to to, you know, to to um, kind of acknowledge the fact that, that we're able to do that. So and we kind of I think from there on we could see the pockets of where our kids lay and, and how we have to be for the young ones going going up. And I think it's I think that's a real key part of when we talk about our responsibilities as parents, as caregivers in that space, if we don't get our environment right at home with our kids we we're never going to get right anywhere oh. where they go right i mean it's True. to me it's these big areas where our kids hang up when they're when they're young it's at home for us, school or what is the you know whether it's dance whether it's um sport and it's kind of like that's the, the three big environments i feel every time is that if that environment uh, is, is done well and the kids thrive in it then you'll find our kids will always be open. And home to me, I suppose, is that we had to make sure that, that our kids can can speak when something's wrong, you know? Mm. And I suppose when you just look at the mental health issues or suicides, all those different things, and, and the big cause of that usually is that they didn't know how to voice yeah. out what they were going through, eh? and And going through pretty deep to yeah. get to that level. So... I think a big big part is is the that's that's why i always keep thinking a responsibility as parents but also i suppose us as men nay hey, as as head of of families yeah. and we're never going to get it right but the truth is you have to lead in some way yeah. that the kids can see that that you know oh i'm going to be protected i'm protected mm. by, by my dad and, and my mum's is they supporting and so that kind of stuff. And it is don't get me wrong, this it's always gonna be hard, especially when when you come into solid parents and stuff, man, but when the parent is strong, the kids see that and then that kind of builds the inner strength in our kids to to really fight on when, when there's challenges or, or barriers they face. And I think um well that's that's I think a really key key part in our and just having that relationship strong with your kids.
2: Mm. I love Loved it. It sounds like this is part of you know it's who you are that's what you you know and just you're sharing to us your journey and um I guess because I want to really know about um the work you're doing mm. at Cause Collective um are you taking is this what you're doing and the work that you're doing
0: so the work I do is is leading our um well one of the initiatives my main initiative is around uh movement and sport so mm. so what I do is is a big of our goals is the physical inactivity that's in within our uh, South Auckland area. You know, we, we're high in stats. Stats haven't changed too much in our obesity rate. It hasn't changed in our uh, health issues, our long-term condition, diabetes, gouts, heart, cardiovascular, heart disease, sorry. um, All those different spaces, we're still high in percentage in it. And it's tough. And I've been two years. Mm. And I think back and going, well, we've made no... We've no hero even dented these stats. So where are we going wrong or or what's going on? Um, So the movement part to me is that understanding what is it, how do we make our people move or what is it that that we need to do to make our people move? Um, And there are different things in terms of in-house that we've thought about that that we've tested and, and these key ingredients, we call key ingredients or secret sources of things that our environment has to have for our people to kind of uh, move, you know, because moving—if we're really honest in our um, culture, right—the move, the real moving for us is work. You know, walk to work or back in the islands, eh? walk to the plantations, or it's—it's it's not a set aside thing that we actually concentrate on, right? True. That's more—that's more Western stuff, you know. So, and I had to really get my my head around it because my DNA is in sport. Mm. So, to me, if I don't move, I—you know—I—I I don't. Function as well, you know. I've got to, I've got to just do something. And um, now the body's breaking. I've just got to do some little thing <laughs> to just keep it afloat. But but what does that look like in our community? You know, and and I know our community. Like I said, the overarching all well, those are all the social complex problems that that they face daily. Eh? So, you know, if if if, I, if a family were to work late and try and put food on the table the last thing they want to hear is move mm. <laughs> or movement. So, so for, for my work is really finding what is out there that actually really works and, and hits different levels of people. Like it's because people all want to move yeah. differently. Hey, eh? so um, it's, it's working with champions within that and within our community, um, finding how to amplify that work. But then when coming so, up with, with our community and workshopping around, what is it? Things that you would like to see. And then, I think for me, and when I see it in a simple form in my head, is like if I could remove any barrier or excuses our people have, you know, then effectively it becomes a you thing. Mm. Do you want to move or do you not? Yeah, hey. yeah, And and to me, it's it's and it's a collective thing too. Yeah, it's not a you know, it's not an individual thing. I think we work best when we're it's a final approach. We all come together. And there's, there's people just doing amazing things like, you know, and you've had them on the show, you know. Those guys, BBM, Brown Pride, oh, these guys, D65, you know. their activation programs that do it off their own bed and, and battle to get resource flow down there. But because of their love of their people and their community, they'll go and do it anyway. Yeah. So part of mine is trying to, how do I find ways to amplify that and, and, and ask the system, hey, this is the way our people move, how can we make sure it's consistent and we're putting the money into where the needs are rather than just throwing program after program but no one turns up to them? So, mm. so it's you know, like I said, it's still a lot of um kind of uh clarity work to just make sure. But for me, the thing that I bring from rugby is, is, is my connection relationship with people. Yeah. You know, I work from with kids from young to old, you know and and I take that i just, I just love being around that space you know and and it gives you good learnings that what you you got to be careful what you say here or coach here because the kids are you know and then you kind of move as you move up you just tweak it a little bit but to suit suit yeah. the community and they get it and they understand it and not try and really just talk of um or, or fitting everyone in one box right or yeah. giving them just all stand, standard uh as um standardized um kind of reaction or or programs to our kids so so that's you know and then you kind of connect with others um, around that space so that's my main and then I work with um, Killian and in our youth mental health um, space which is fairly new and then there's uh, another little part that I work with with another couple of colleagues um, Duane and Wedi and our food systems so um, like I'm really deep in, in the moon sport, but I've got to realise that I've got hands in these others, but to be honest, they, they actually all integrate yeah. when you think about it, you know, there's exercises that if you do well in that, it will help with your mental health, you know, your food is a big part of 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 uh, what drives you, gives you energy, can be medicine for your body, so it's just really navigating, I know this is my main, but I know at some point it all comes together, it's just which part... To different audiences. Do they want to hear first? That'll get them to a certain point before all the rest of them come together. It's good, man.
1: Well, kudos to you, um Peter, because it, it can be. I can imagine it could be quite discouraging to think, man, our people. And you think of our people, and you think of the stats, and the stats can be quite negative. Like, oh my gosh, you know, we're the lowest, or we're the highest mm. in terms of um, health stats, and so forth, even your mental well-being, but. What do you think? Because I'm because I'm just thinking when you when you're talking, you talked about in the beginning your passion, your passion about you know your rugby was about passion, it wasn't about um, becoming professional at that time. Mm. It was all about passion, and and just you said functioning and moving, exercise, all that kind of stuff. Because our people, you think about you know centuries ago, generations, man, people on the plantation, fit, healthy. Do you think because of all the food and all obviously all the other stuff that's um, involved in being healthy and so forth? Do you think the system? has a massive part or a massive contribution or con- contributor to our health. Oh, absolutely.
0: I mean, look at, if you look at our infrastructure within our communities, right, I mean, the way it's all built, it's just, you know, it's just nothing there to, that, that breeds success within our life, you know, mm. if you look at um, what, how many takeaway stores are all around in our shopping centres, how many alcohol stores are all mm. in our United States, you know, and there's very few choices of, of good food, but then Again, it's really expensive. So, mm. you know, um, and, and the thing is that there, there are there's so many options here that are cheap and easy and convenient for our people too. Because, you know, we're so full on with work. You know, last thing you want to grab the Cookie. stuff, come yeah. and cook and, and then go here. And usually both sets of parents are working. Yeah. Because they have to. Hey. So there's a big part in, 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 in I, f- I feel, in the system in that. And then there, there is a there is a part where we just, we have to navigate with our people around the influences and, and just, I think, because there's a lot of things that have been put out, I just don't think it's, it's been the right things for yeah. our people. today. Hey, it's the same jargon, it's the same, you know, our health is, is poorly, but they keep telling. But does anyone do anything about it? Because they've heard it so many times, you know? So what is it that, that, that key communication that you can put across that will connect with our people then, you know? And so... So those the system's definitely got a big part to play in it, but I feel there's there's a part there that we have to play in terms of working with our communities, mm. working with our champions, our influencers, you know, really making sure that our comms and, and different things that are coming across to our people is the right thing, and then they get it, and then they can all work together to, to go, look, really easy in terms of words, <laughs> but the reality is, as I've found, it's, it's tougher than it is, and you yeah, yeah. and you've got to go deeper and unpack different things to really get that um to get an outcome out of these things and and most of the things i suppose we do is is probably a settler Mm. for years to come Mm. it's not even probably here to make it but i think there's different areas if we get the right influence and and hit that mark then hopefully there'll be a start to really turn wheels for our people to to be better going forward. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Well, I'm that's happy cool. You, you didn't give us a PC answer, like oh, the system. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes yeah. people wake, wake up, you know, hey, but, Don't tell uh, them. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. We, we tell, totally, I totally agree, that one hundred percent. Because you look at the system, you look obviously westernized system, and mm. uh, for our people, but also uh, I like it that you said as well. But, hey, yeah, this is the system, um, but at the end of the day, you mm. you have your life. You, you know, it's up to you. You take ownership for for who you are. And so for for our men as specific about men in general, what is it? What is it that it's that kind of there could be a plethora of things, but I'm just saying in your in your findings and what you've done and so far and what you've seen, what has been the number one hindrance as to why our men don't want to get up and get active? And
0: it's, it's funny, and first I'll go back to the system. I think what we gotta to know too, the system's actually not designed for us. Mm. The system's actually designed Mm. for those it works for the people that actually it's designed for right so for us is what is what is a pasifika maori system that works for us Mm. that'll get us the the right things and i think we've got to make that clear too eh? but in terms of where we've come to in understanding the main the main problem that i was that that we came up with as a group is that there are no compelling reasons for our people to move
1: Mm.
0: it's not compelling enough for us to move like we spoke about before the the social complexities of their problems and issues that hold things in place that, you know, it's not strong enough to, to move. That doesn't give them a big enough drive to move, you know? So when, when I think about our work, we've got to find the cases, different areas or pockets of, of of things or evidence that shows it actually really compelling to really drive our people to go, man, and you know, us, man, it's like a, it's a movement, hey. you've got yeah. to create something that that's big enough so that people can go, man, I want to jump on that mm. you know and 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 kind of you figure out everything because because what happens when you start to I feel when you get into you're full of emotions and stuff and then and then you feed in information accordingly well you know if you kind of just cut a little bit of this and or even them they you actually question how are you feeling? are feeling? you feeling better from from the first time we did this and most of them go actually actually do okay well keep going keep going and eventually as as the as the longer that repetition and, and and then stay in the fight what you get is them coming back going so what else do i need to know and it's, you know that they, they actually start to own it and drive it so so the things that we got to do within these spaces is going to be so uh strong that it gets our people attracted and then they they, they start to build a drive you know, so, and that's still, you, you, like I said, you find pockets that do it really well within their audiences, yeah. hey? But across, when we look across the whole border of South Auckland, we've got to find the one that really goes, changes the image of South Auckland. That, way. hey, man, that mm. place is a place where everyone's moving, you know? And get that feel. That's the big dream, you know, that, that, that South Auckland yeah. is movement. We love to move. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when you get out here, walk out at Otamari Park, yeah, everyone's doing laps. <laughs> you know, It's not just one or two of us. <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's like in CrossFit, everyone's running in CrossFit. Brotherhood. It's it, I mean, even Pockets
0: here. You know, like, I live in Wattle Downs now. But, um, you know, I go to Tata. I just remember we used to run. There's, there's a few mm. of us. You can name the guys who were running back then. There was myself. I were running one block. There'll be Brian Mapasua, who we came to Kings as well. He'll be at Beers, Sutcliffe. There'll be... Peter Lima And then they were On the other side Before we went to it. So There was a You know That kind of pocket But when you, If you go Where I'm staying now Where there's a back Walkway And I go in there Walk Everybody's walking Up and You know There's pockets Of families going And it's just like What it is Is, is that If we've got to Improve our, 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 All our conditions Within within These problems That hold Our people down You know mm. we, How do we When we improve All that and works hand in hand. And yeah. we improve all that, then then people will have the energy to me because yeah. they're working at ours and, and both of them have got good jobs through Okay. The kids are all great, you know, learning, education, and, and, and all that. And so mm. when we when we get in that into a level, then I suppose movement will will yeah. kind of be in that space. Become a priority. Yeah. So we just got to make sure we just keep finding those those big big levers to push on, mm. and then but the other side is is the big improvers, I suppose, <laughs> hit that. Mm, it's cool. everyone will be in school cool.
2: yeah because my my wife's part of d65 mm. and um and so watching her journey um, with the group and some of their findings and and even with the work i do you know it's our people <laughs> you know we've got so many stresses in life and like mm. it, it disables you to want to move 100 percent. so like the stuff you're talking about once you start moving one less stress mm. one bill that's right. Um, one, you know, other stresses, then you be, you start to feel better, you start to have less stress. <laughs> and then when someone asks you, hey, let's go for here go, oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's cool what you're doing. Um, shout out to all the groups that you mentioned, like um, Brown Pride, BBM, D65, and I know there's so many more. Mm. Um, we just gotta make sure it's consistent mm. eh, and make make it a lifestyle because there's so many <laughs> of these um, quick fix diets, yeah. fat diets, and all it does is um, once you come off it, you just kick out. I feel it right now. I <laughs> <be> right. <laughs> oh wait, uh, nah. um, also you know, because so, your work sounds like do a lot of work in mental health as well. And um, I just wanted to touch on another transition in your life if you wanted to. Because I remember, man, there was a stage, I feel like, I don't know, uh, I've never had this conversation with you, it was the first time I meet, but um, um, for fans like us, we watched you and you are like, probably at your pinnacle. And man, there was one stage, we had the best backline, the Hurricanes, mm. and I thought that was our backline for the All Blacks. And there was a new coach, mm. I feel like your career was ended prematurely, and it was like everyone—you know, everyone from our era, everyone that was diehard fans—go, man, how come <laughs> Cullen and Alatini didn't get yeah. picked? You know, every all, all us just, couch coaches. Just
1: name him! Name the
2: coach! Name their
1: coach! You ruined it for them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But like, um, how was that journey for you? So, like, um, are you
0: able to share? Yeah, like, for sure, brother. I've I've, um, I've touched on. Couple of times around, I think mean, that was that was the toughest time of my life, mm-hmm. eh? and it really, without knowing it, did have a big an effect, bigger effect than I realised at that time. I mean, um, like like you mentioned, I I was kind of just come over. This was my third coach, so been in the All Blacks for two and a half years. Wayne Smith is my third coach. Just as I'm starting to get him under my belt, feeling good, and actually. Feeling, you know, comfortable in, in, in the fact that here I am as an all-black and I'm actually performing to what the jersey holds and what it states, you know. Because, to be honest, the the all-black culture and, and also the club, is a very exclusive club and a very privileged club to be part of. But, man, it's, it's tough, you know. Like, the easiest part is getting selected. And you've heard this a lot. But when you go in, you've got to navigate where you are, because it was still quite hierarchical back then. So backseat of a bus, you know, you got your older boys and played a lot of tests and you work your way to it. So new boys will always be at the front. And you got to kind of, there was a mannerism thing, you know, how much you say, what you do. And, and I was kind of got it, you know, but it was, I was a part of that change, you know, earn the right. You know we're you know you were the same. We just got selected together. Whether you've played this many tests and I played this much, if we slick together, show me that you're the man, and 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 then I'll give you my respect. And I got to do the same in both parts and we hold each other accountable. But it was it was really tough to navigate in my first year, and because I was always um, I was kind of the number twenty three. I mean, they didn't have a twenty three man squad then, so I was the only one who couldn't play. You know so. So that was hard. The first year was awesome to be in, but really kind of struggled to feel like an all-black that year, you know, and that was 99, and I went to World Cup. Um, and so, uh, and then the following year, Wayne Smith changed coaches, got a start, looking good, had a good super uh, rugby, got a start, and then looked good in the first half, and then lost my place in the second half. And to be honest... To be honest, it was fair game. Like, I had an agreement with Smithy around, um, and I'll be honest, I love to party. You know, I partied hard. Like, I'll play hard, but I'll party even harder. And that was the upbringing of, and and, and I take it back to an education in in alcohol and drinking. Like, around me, when I grew up, man, in the garage, (laughs) you know? You know, everyone's like it was yeah. like, oh man, you have to stay late. You have to be the last man standing, you know? Yeah. And I hit and I hit that at an early age. And then so I suppose when you, without realizing when you hit the pressure points, there's only one coping mechanism you have. And it's drinking. You know, so um the more pressure I got, the more I just like as soon as the game was finished, oh man, I just wanted to hide myself and get into it, you know? And then we had agreement with with Smithy and and he goes, nah mate. Because I was like, he found out that I was always out after each test and stuff. It was like, "You're gonna have to earn your right again," which was fair enough. Like there was, this was at the end of the 2000 tour, and then kind of just part of the tour. Worked hard, trained hard, and then gave me a new clean slate and said, "2001, let's go. If you live up to what we spoke again, you know, and challenge, and you play well, and that was the year I did everything he, he asked me to. You know, especially when we got into a black camp." Uh, hardly one, two bit after the game, bit. Although it was hard, it was just like oh, you know, but nah, went and left it, and um, and and I put that to me being because I was actually really prepped. I was really good, felt good. Like I said, you feel comfortable, you start to see things, and you know, it's not as daunting. The test doesn't become as daunting as it is when you're first playing. And you don't know, you know. So, so that year, I felt like I was I was really in there. So then, when, he, when when the coaches changed and I lost my place again, man, I, it, it was hard. It was hard. I went on that tour, pretty much felt I could feel it was my last tour with these coaches. Um, and I just, I think I fought so hard to get to the space I was, I had no fighting in. And then I left Otago and I left Dunedin and went to Hurricanes to have a crack there, me and Tana, and it just didn't work. And then I got injured. And so I was spiraling. Down and down. So, again, my coping mechanism was was always the drinks, and then um, it got to a point where I got injured, out for the season, and then we just had to make a decision. And I was only twenty five, and I was like, uh, at the time, it's was like, I'm done. Let's go to go. And Japan came forth. So, so then that's that's kind of when. But what was hard about it was too that I thought I dealt with it, mm. and, and then. It would always appear up when I'm drinking, a eh? Always in the back end of here, always watch games and kind of think, oh, should be still there, should be still there, you know? But And it took ages, I'm not going to lie. It took ages to get through it, went through a lot um, in my journey. But what I did, what had come to fruition around it too and, and, and a whole lot during that MatchFit program was really kind of taking it back and going, wow, if you don't really deal with those experiences, how much does it... Weigh on you, and 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 just keeps holding you, and just keeps kind of festering in you, and pops his head up every time you you, you go into that space, you know. So it was, it was a really tough time. My, my wife and, and and you know my kids were quite young. My probably oldest daughter um, witnessed just just rubbish ways of of living as a father and as a, as a role model. And and look, I and you know, I take responsibility of that space. It it was just a space where I didn't know how to handle. Didn't I really know who to talk to, and I did, and and, and I managed to to find different ways. I did some counselling. I spoke with um, a couple of pastors around it to really you know draw back to to faith and stuff that that we grew up on. But I think it was it, it was the the space where I think where when you get to to, to be happy, where you find a little happy place, and I and I really do. Acknowledge when I came into the Cause Collective because it kind of rugby wasn't part of us. It took me away in the environment, but what it got me was that wasn't about me anymore. Mm. eh? You had to always think about putting others first, and then that kind of rolled through around my relationship with my kids and family, and then and then even with alcohol now. Like you know, before I used to just like touch and go. Should I? But I think what I know now is that. I enjoy to have, have a beer and I love to have a beer with my mates and, and all around and have fun but I think it's because I'm more in a better place I'm more conscious when I drink you know mm-hmm. get a bit of a silly here and then but you're able to switch back and, and I think when when you're kind of dealt with it fully I think you have released it and now and I really wanted to because my kids were at the space where they can have a beer and, and have a drink and, and I want to make sure like to, I didn't have the education I always tell, tell my boy it's was like Mate, no one likes a sloppy drunk <laughs> Everyone will look at you And laugh And you think you're funny But at the end of the day You're a sloppy drunk yeah. Don't be that guy <laughs> yeah, You know and, it's, and thank God They're, they're good Both of them and, and, and all my kids mm. they, They're beautiful They enjoy it But I was like And that's the only thing I said Mate Dad's been through it You know All I'm just saying is like You don't need to go through it yeah. If you enjoy it better You have better nights You come home You're all good So and if you fall, that's okay. Acknowledge it, and then come back through. So so that kind of, yeah, weight heavy. I mean, those those experiences are, are tough. And, um, but I'm happy now when I sit back, I can I see it, and I, I really do appreciate my time. I think the good learnings have been, and, and the thing is that once in all black, you're always in all black, and approved and when we're all together as old boys, when we come back together, oh, it's, it's hilarious, you know. And even old, old boys, You'd be telling your songs like, ah, oh, no, mate. No. It was like, oh, okay, here we go. But it's beautiful. I do, I do enjoy. I love listening to to those before us. I love listening to those just after us. So, I think you you'd start to find a meeting of appreciation for for what you've done mm. for the jersey, and um, and then those you know those to come, and, and those current, and and also just just put on a light for for all our kids who are expir- aspiring to be to be part of that group, to go for it.
2: That's
1: mm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. because you know those who may be watching this and, and listening to it especially these young athletes who are aspiring like you say mm-hmm. who are aspiring to be all black or orsa or you know just to share that story because people are like, oh man and this and, and, and for those individuals some of them maybe be the drink is the only way for me to, to kind of mm. suppress or, or kind of deal with my my, my stress or my mm-hmm. pressures or pressure and so for you to even share that man props to you bro um, but throughout that ordeal in terms of the drinking and the sprawling, what, you said your happy place, what, what, what was the happy place? Um, I think the, the happy place
0: was really, uh, I think the identity piece that, that I just thought rugby was who I was defined as. Mm. My happy place was actually, man, I look back and, and look at my, the, the happy place is what I achieved as Peter is, you know, when I was at school. You know, these little things around as a dad, you know, the the the, the, the my my uh, wedding, the, all my kids' birth, you know, uh, the the great family times we had in Japan with all these other Japanese families, um, you know, coming back in the community and, and just being with the, your own and your own community, learning more about yourself, learning more about your heritage and your culture, um, and just and for me, it, it's not hard to be. I think it's just a clear mind and understanding of who I am. Mm. And what I, uh, you know, live for. And, and I'm, I, I, it's not hard for me to be, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, have fun. Because part of my life is around that. I love high energy. I love to be people with high energy, and you know, even times when you're down. Um, but it's like, <laughs> I always see around things, it's like, man, if you're getting you down, you're going to be in the box. <laughs> so I'll well get back up and keep living and <laughs> while you've got the chance to, right? And I've, I've lost too many, too many lads and... Our game way too young, and, and just people we know, you know. It's mm. and it's it's uh it's touch and go nowadays around those things, if you know. And 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 I'd rather rather do the best I can to, to say, so you know, I gave it a good crack around uh, my health and my life, and but I still have fun, you know, rather than just let it go and and kind of you know, um, and yeah, and you not know, think highly of yourself, I suppose, is mm. just just the self respect to really want to be that way and live that's good
1: man that's awesome
2: yeah uh, I remember when I was an athlete then, nah <laughs> uh, you know talk, we talk a lot with um, um, celebs and people that we put high self esteem and also got family members that played overseas and so the transition from um, going from something that they've been identified as and um being someone that everyone knows is you know this is the thing that got me here it's hard to transition out of it and like it's cool to hear your journey because it's like yeah i'm more than an old black you know that doesn't define who i am that's what i did for for the season and you're in this new season where um man i'm 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 a father i'm a husband um. Mm this community we're here to serve others and, and so it's cool to hear because it's you know when uh, when we're watching that program match for it seems to be that struggle and, and the cool thing about you guys coming together is that all of you on the same journey mm. so you know the life mm. and the transition afterwards and so there must have been some sort of healing when mm. I mean, you guys are sharing war stories and and talking about like man because some of them man that it was heartbreaking you know it was, it was heartbreaking cool. And these younger generators, genera- generation, <laughs> they did not really understand like who you guys were yeah. during that time. So yeah, like uh,
0: share to us a bit of Matchford. Oh, Matchford, that was an amazing journey. I mean, Matchford won when you had Rushy, Buncey, <laughs> Dowdy, you know, Pity, the young Pity, you know. Um, then you had Flavs and, and you had Flavs and Kribby, you know, Kirby. Flavs is, <laughs> everyone used to ask yes, for me, what are you doing on this show? And then I looked at Flavs and I went, what are you doing on the show? <laughs> <laughs> He's just a ripped up machine, right? But it was it was so much more than that. And I felt um, I have to congratulate the guys who selected the group to be in there. Belly Mackey was huge in it. And it was just getting guys that know that are so comfortable to understand where they're at and be able to share and and even listening, or Case, Case Muse, but listening to Case and Creepy stories as youngsters, you know what the, the trauma they've gone through, and you think that's the thing. Like, wow, you know that's the thing they've been battling through their life through that time, and and had to um, kind of talk around um, to get through, you know, and and, and kind of still with their young families, but all these things are still holding on to you inside. So, but it was more than the the trauma and stories the boys shared. It was definitely a really healing place in the soul. But more than anything, it was the, the, the fun and the banter mm. and the love that the boys had. And it made us kind of together how much we missed that environment. But in this light, even mm. better, you know. But also, probably starting to get some light bulbs and th- some of those that haven't been training, you're on the you know. Yeah, And just going, look, reality is. And, and I suppose that was what it was, was when they took their shits off <laughs> that was the funniest thing Because Me and Flares Went and did ours And there were no cameras around And then we did our I was like Oh Is the boys going to call in And they were like No no don't worry about the boys We'll get the cameras in first Cameras The cameras came in And said well, i call the boys in there Boys I said are we doing it again and He goes No 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 We'll just get these guys So me and Flares are sitting there going Good luck <laughs> And you know To have You know we were, I can it was hard, you know, but I think it, at some point for us you're going to either face it, hey, you're going to face reality of where you're at, or you're going to continue to live in this way that it's going to eventually run you, know, run you out of time, right? So um, when Graham Henry took his shit off, he was like, oh, <laughs> it off first. And the man just whips it off. And then we all looked at each other. I remember Rashi said, he oh, goes, Oh, trust and you got it first. (laughs) 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 But because it was so terrible. But it showed courage for him. Like, we were all, like, we were quite shocked at first and then we all giggled. And then we were like, hurry up, boys. Start taking it off and get on those scales. And then, But one was the reality of them hitting Mm -hmm. it and then what came out of that, we read our results, was like, let's tighten up and let's let's do something Mm -hmm. about it. And we can have fun while we do it, you know? So... So that was, um, the, that journey was beautiful. You know, it was like, we got on tire, we did all these trainings. Oh man, some trainings though, we we all wanted to die, you know? Like, and but then when I felt like I was dying, then I look at the poor other boys like, oh, I'm all right. I'm not as bad as those folks. <laughs> <laughs> because we had heart monitors and yeah. and have a big screen. And each time your heart goes up, a color changes and you earn an amount of points. And I just like, you know, we'll be just under ride, and usually it starts at white. That's when you're low, and then you go grey. Then it goes blue, green, yellow, red. And we'll just be on the bike for at the beginning. We go for bike for about ten minutes and look up. All the brothers are on yellow and red. It's like, hey, calm down. It's only warm up. Come back down. But they did fantastic, and we were just, oh, I was, it was stoked. It was a journey for all, but it was awesome to see the boys that that um, start to really click into. Look, I got to look after myself yeah. and. And big kudos to them because a lot of them have carried it through. And now they know too, it's, you just got to chip away at mm-hmm. it. You can't. It's not a you know. It's not a challenge for you to, to go and thrash your body, just yeah. do enough to keep it moving. And then obviously we know the food part is the other yeah. key ingredient part for you to, to live healthy and longer is just making sure that you can control that um, to a certain level. We, but control it that you can enjoy it, not
1: kind of, you know, Violate your yeah. Food Kind of, over, over, sort of Overindulge you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah You're 100%. right man But you, you're still In good nick man Look <laughs> Probably yeah, Hey Just comes in And stole a snack <laughs> <Yeah. Hey>. So, <laughs> so if, yeah, if you can take off Your
0: shirt
2: What I really loved About the uh, program Was Because um, You know For the viewers When we're looking At these men That we Look up to And these We're like Our uh, macho Mm. men um you guys were like exposing yourselves Mm. and the stories that were shared it's not normalized and I don't know if it was the first time you guys got to talk about some of these traumas and so when it's normalized on TV Mm. and then other men are able to like oh shucks Mm. they're just as normal as me I have a story and say let's create these spaces I guess that's what mandate is all about like um normalizing mm. these conversations um, sharing these different perspectives and in the hope that the the men that are, are watching even if it's one guy that they be empowered that they want to change little mm. things in their lives so they we can have um, stronger family stronger leaders stronger community so um, thank you doko for oh, like yeah, this toko. you know your journey yeah. and being able to share some of it um, it's really empowering for us because Pete's the last time I saw Pete was last year, and now he looks like a sht
1: as well. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been doing, some work, <laughs> eh? like I saw, saw Pete, oh, like I, <laughs> I was doing some push-ups when I saw Pete. Oh, man. <laughs> we should do the toilet. <laughs> but uh, it is, I just, um, just reiterate what, um, what Charles is saying. It is, whether really you know it or not, whether you like it or not, Pete, you are. You are someone in, in our Pacific community, but not only in our Pacific community, but in Oteiro, New Zealand, a man who who speaks his, his truth, or and there's there's power in your truth, and and, and like you said, you know, you and your wife have been on the media, on on magazines, mm. all that kind of stuff, and you and, and you were just open and honest say it doesn't matter, um, you know, nothing's off the table, and, and we we appreciate that, we appreciate you you honestly, we appreciate you being honest mm. and, and, and open, mm. um, and but as we're going through the um, this part in terms of relationships you know obviously the relationships the abs your 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 friends back in the days but you know you mentioned your kids but i thought you know we we're touch base and i hope you don't hope you don't mm. mind because uh you know there, there was an article not too i think it was mm. late last year of mm. you and megan mm. and, and you, know, you and maybe you could elaborate mm. a little bit more around the separation and so forth because a lot of men or pacific Pacifica men would, ooh, will, not, will show away from that mm. kind of stuff like, Yeah, no, we're not talking about that you know, and just just leave that. That's 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 over here. But if you can just, um, if sure. you could share, you, what was it? Um, that whole ordeal like?
0: Um, I think it, it was definitely again just another challenge that life life puts on us. Eh? And and for me, um, it was during the COVID. I think Megan um, was really heavy heavily under under the the pump with her work. Um, um I was going through a new phase um, in terms of phasing out of rugby into this new role. So I think we kind of reversed in in a way where I started to really see where where I want to get to and where she probably had done all the heavy lifting for us for a long time and supported, and I didn't quite get that at the time. And and I take full responsibility around decisions that I'd made that actually hindered our relationship right there and then at the time. And then so... um, when she was going through that, I think she went through something that, that um, she needed to deal with in, 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 in her own kind of journey. And it was pretty tough, but like, like anything, you know, when you – and it was really um, – it was quite foreign um, to to be in the space. You always think, man, you know, you, you, know, you hear of, of separations and, and you're like oh. – that don't happen. Nick, We're not in the same boat with well, heaps of my mates that I know that are you know so but I think what it did to me was um, my kids were still at home my two young ones and then Meg had decided because her work was mainly in town so she went into town um, but it really did shift the Shift the turns in terms of stepping up and and um, looking after you know um, the kids, which she had done for a long time, as I said, and supporting them. So, uh, so when we separated, I think for me, the focus kind of went away from me again and just went on the kids, and and um, and 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 it was it wasn't easy, but I, I could see I didn't want us, and we both spoke about it. We didn't want to make sure that what we're doing is going to affect way our kids grow up, you know, and, and they don't deserve that, um, so we just made sure, look, we are separated, what it goes, goes, because, you know, we're, legally, um, we're not together, so, but we did make sure, it's like, if the kids want something, either one of us, you know, must be there every time to to really see to that, so, and, and because I think I was home, I was more uh, prevalent to it, because I was with the kids, and then... I just remember always talking to them around. Look, you know, if there's something you want to talk about and that's affecting you, don't don't hold it in. Talk to me, or have you rung mum? Make sure you always talk to mum. You know, or even send her a text. And and so uh, it was. Um, it was tough, you know, and, and separations and and we and for me, we we both spoke about that. Look, if we are to come back, we're going to make sure that we have dealt with the things and we don't look back and. We make sure it's just not about the kids. We've got to actually love each other and want to hang. And we knew we we're at the end of end of our time with our kids, right? So, you know, if it ain't gonna work and, and we're using the kids, <laughs> we the kids go, it's like how are you, mate? <laughs> so but it was it's um it's difficult times and I can see how it can. I, I, I honestly think that if I was probably still in rugby, if I was still coaching in rugby, I don't think we wouldn't made it. I think I would have been in the same probably I would have leant back into because we we're separated and I would just gone back into my groups and, and kind of find um, homage back in, in that. But I think because I was at the cause, focused the work, focus on the kids and then really just home, you know, get me at home um, and just kind of trained. And so therefore um, I could understand and, and kind of, I suppose, like I said, really unpack. Where I went, you know, talking about um, responsibility of where did I go wrong and and what I, what I went wrong and is is how to just make sure I can't fix it, but how how do I make sure I get better that that I can do things, you know, accordingly should we be back together or going forward? So, um, and 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 it was, it was like I said, it was it was um, uh, you know, it was hard for my parents, you know, it's hard for my siblings, and um, and I never gave them um full detail around because I just felt it was privacy. I needed to also respect that um we're going through something and I didn't want to go back and forth, you know, oh now we're back together or, you know, and give them updates. So for me it was just easier just to I'll leave it within and, and my family and we'll talk about that. And I'll just um and my mum and dad were okay to a certain level and then I suppose when we um just started talking and working on things as it was close closer, we kinda of made the decision Look. We either we're on and we'll work on go forward or we don't. And we decided to. And then I I sat down with my parents and said, Look, I don't want to tell you guys just to make sure that we're all good before we even came mm. back to you. And then and then by doing that, mum and dad were in much much happier place. My siblings were too. Um, Megan's uh, family as well. And so, but it, just because you're back doesn't mean it's all you know rosy and stuff there's so much more we just we all know that with your relationships if you don't water, it won't grow you just got to keep at it um because you do tend to can turn back into old ways of um you know not 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 kind of paying attention to each other or growing the love for each other and so we kind of we've tried hard to holidays we went away and um we've been um to to friends that we because our kids were away so when the when the our friends invited us to go we actually went this time so we spent some good time with with our different friends together and just us so it's been it's been beautiful um coming back but it's a lot of work you know i'm not gonna mm. put down that much work you, you you really have to put some some work in and then i suppose the other side is the the honest communications between the two We, mm. um and that's flowing you know the comms you got to um, and I was never a good talker When it came to a relationship Talk to everyone else <laughs> And come home and he's like nah, Not me mate <laughs> Not me honey uh-uh. <laughs> So, so that used to really drive her crazy Right yeah, yeah. Because, oh, This guy jumps up and down And talks to everyone And then he comes home And he's like My man so <laughs>
2: like, I
0: don't know And then, then, then I was just like oh, I need some time I'll Just go walk yeah. Go do some training or something <laughs> Try and clear the head And then come back With your tail Between your belt And going Sorry man My bad but yeah, being being better at that to try and take responsibility when it should, but also be able to talk things through with when when, when things do concern you and um and that's not easy, you know. Yeah. It's not in our nature, hey yeah. um mm. to, to really kinda have those um courageous conversations I suppose. But we do, you know, we yeah. kinda do and if we, we want to lead them we've gotta make sure that we we have that line Open, and then, then your partner actually understands where you're coming from as much as you understand where yeah. they're coming from. So, so the journey's like like I said, that you know we're coming to another era where our kids will probably um, will be emptiness, and then we'll have to make sure that we keep keep working on on what's going forward, and and it's just about the balance, I suppose, for us now, and, and making sure we're we're busy enough that we're doing well, but then we're also spending enough time yeah. and things yeah. together because man, that girl at the moment, like that wall planner, it's like her social thing, man, is, any dots, are, any spare spaces, man, she's in there to get it done. And and then times I don't blame her. She always gives the old, oh, yeah, 15 years, and then the two years that I get, right, <laughs> Hey, hey? And, and it's like, okay, great, come back, well done. Hush, <laughs> oh, hush. Sure, sure. But, um, yeah, bro, she's she's, she's uh, special and... Um, I, uh, you know I do I really do love her And, and she, we've been together For so long You just You know you got to keep Keep at it and To get better You know yeah. and, and then um, and Like I said I'm not perfect And I've got heaps more To, to work on But um willing to do that As long as mm. they, You know They show each other Show the love for her And, the, and respect and, and it's reciprocated As well
1: So mm. Yeah That's a so, good man that's so awesome and like you're saying you know it does it, it's work it takes mm. a lot of work mm. you know sometimes we get so caught up so we invest all our time and our kids and all the the opportunities and what they want to mm. do in life and so forth that we kind of forget hey wait a minute i got my wife here my spouse is here <laughs> and when and you're right because I've, I've, I've kind of pointed out on that mm. like when my kids grow up and they they leave the nest like Oh, what kind of conversations are we going to have? We're going to, you know, because we're so we're so invested mm. in our kids, and we're both so invested in our kids, and it is you're right. This 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 there should be some times where we kind of hey, mm. we just need some time by our, our, ourselves, on our own, and so it's cool because you know I can imagine all the the Kiwi daddies on here like man, because there's a lot of posts out there that man, help me give me some advice, and you sharing that, there's there's definitely going to be guys and men out there like man. I get that. Oh man, thank you, man. Thank you, Peter, for sharing that. And um, thank you, thank you for sharing that because it takes yeah, a, lot of, got a lot. You talk yeah. about courage. It takes a lot of courage to even talk about this, man. My love, very like uh, you know.
0: I think it's uh, it's in part of us around uh, in the journey that I've been through and I've seen and I've been around. But I do know when it comes to our stuff, if we don't share those experiences, then we we'll have our brothers will learn. Around yeah. the things we do We all know Because you know They've put you up In such a high pedestal Hey At the end of the day Like we say Look I'm, I'm just like you I make mistakes Just like you I've got to own my mistakes mm. um, How do I keep growing You know Who, who are those look like And I think uh, those environments that we put ourselves in you know like for me <laughs> i'm talking about separated and there was a few guys i didn't have to go and talk about my separation with them because <laughs> oh, they'll yeah. be the other way around right and they'd go, come on man let's go so yeah, it was yeah. never again and i didn't want to disrespect True. that yeah. you know i was like bro oh, that's cool you know but um and it was and then thank wrong, it's fun but but you just know the inside of it is it there or what is it that you want and you go i suppose some point you make that decision too and you yeah. got to go hard at it. And, and then, you know, if it doesn't, then, man, you've given everything. And if it doesn't work, then then at least you can say that you actually give everything then yeah. rather than just, like, leave it that you didn't even try to, yeah. to have a go, you know. So for me, it was always kind of ticking. Oh, come here. Mm. Oh, I'm okay, bro. I think I'll stay home with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad so guy. No, 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 man, you can come over here. I was like, yeah. nah, I'm staying out. <laughs> I <was> like, okay. <laughs> so, but I do. You know, and and it's it's sad that there is a lot of you know separations and mm. and then some that you you know you can kind of see from afar when you hear. It. Oh man, never have thought that yeah. would happen, but we just never know. We eh? yeah. and everyone's mm. own environment and 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 their sanction. Uh, you know, it's it's like you only you guys know, and it is your business. Hey, and and it's up to you guys to how how that looks and works, but. Man, it's it's a sad life when, um, you know, when there's no drive around anything, yeah. eh? you know, and you just see it for, a while. And, and, and when you have kids, it's even, you know, because they miss out on, on everything too, you know, We're, because they're dealing with, yeah. well, yeah, crap, they didn't ask for, right? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't ask, true, they didn't ask for, so, so kind of, it's huge that you, yeah, if it touches, if, if, and it hopes that, you know, with our men, I'm really strong that, man, we need good men, strong men, um know our roles but then at the other end but be yourself eh? yeah yeah, yeah. Be yourself and, and enjoy it
2: enjoy what you got it
0: mm.
1: so good man
2: i think there's so much um uh, so much things that you've shared that would really resonate with our men so it'd be cool like because i'm really mindful for time as well but just like what are some key um encouragements you have for any of our brothers out there for
0: I think a younger pastor, I reckon, you got to love yourself. you got to hold yourself up. high, self-respect, you know. And, we, and, man, it's tough. I get it, too. You know, like, see others, sometimes you try and compare that you should be here. You know, you're you this and you, what's going on with you. But, I mean, you've, you've got to look deep and find... You know, find those bits that are that are you that makes you the unique you. So you, you find that stuff and you and really, um, that, that respect for yourself. And I think just the the, the environment that you're in is key. And in, in, in not every environment is bad, but be aware. Yeah. Adding value to you, taking value out, are they dragging out all your energy, you know, because at the end of the day there's you're you're in so many environments when you go and at the end of the day that, that stuff comes home as well. So you gotta yeah. make sure the stuff that does come home has is, is filled you up to go make sure you have energy with, with your family if you have um, um, and then just I think that the other side is, is we hear it all the time is just, just if your wife's strong enough it's like find the things that make you mm. have fun you know yeah. you've got to find ways to to enjoy this life that we're given, even through the hard times, like mm-hmm. I will sit at work and look at the screen, and then like, it's like i'm going, "What am I doing? <laughs> I've been staring at the screen for ages. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm working, but I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing." <laughs> you know, like like this. that all the time, and then they just hear this, <laughs> <laughs> "What are you doing?" like But you know, it's it's just more to it, and and you know you can only take yourself seriously for so long but while you're here just i think connection relationships are really key you know connect up don't don't go silo don't you know everyone has problems man and just being with you don't have to share just being around a a good environment will just help you just kind of hopefully get some clarity within um and then will probably direct you to someone that that you'll want to sit down and share with because yeah, we don't talk, we're gonna hide it and then we're just losing it. Eh? Yeah. Just losing too many mm. men too early. Um and it's what they leave behind, you know. What they leave behind is is pain and sorrow for everyone else to try and pick up. Mm. So and my encouragement, that's that's it. Yourself, love yourself, self respect, environments that you get make sure it fills you fills your cup up, as they say. And then just really find the fun in
1: everything you do and enjoy yes, it, good, man. man. And enjoy it. Yeah, well said. Well said. Any any last words um or comments uh, on oh, channels? Wait, one more
2: question. Oh, <laughs> like, What's self-care you? Care to you? Because I think it's foreign for a lot of people. Yeah. But, um oh, I hoping that you've heard the term and the space you're working uh, yeah. in. And what's what's self-care for it's, you?
0: It's funny you say that, because I, I self-care to me, I, I know what self-care looks like. So for me, you know, like my my getting good sleep, making sure I have at least a decent meal, you know. Um, doesn't have to be all three meals, but something that's good. Um, if I'm if I'm stressed, how do I de-stress myself? Some movement, you know. Um, every now and then, it's 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 spending good quality time with the kids. Um, so and and and, the, and better not forget the wife. Make sure you quality time with the wife. So, but I, what I found though is that. And when we were doing my work, because there's part there that says self care is okay for our people, right? Because we're mm. always looking after everyone else before we look after. But then one of the ladies goes, "But is that our term, or is that again, mm. it's not ours?" So it's like actually collective care, mm. collective care, because it, it does rub off. You know, you care for them as long as you can show that that you find that you're getting filled. I think that's the only way yeah. collective care is going to work. Right, because mm. otherwise you're caring for everyone all the time, and that's not collective care. So, collective care is you're going to give something, you're going to give something, I'm going to give something, and we're all kind of bouncing off each other to to make sure that we're all good. Everyone yeah, doesn't miss yeah. out. I like that. Do you I like know that. what I mean? Yeah, I like, I like that. that, man. That's, I like that. What that's what I mean. Because, awesome. like, because I'm, I'm a big self-care I yeah. always yeah, yeah. preach it. i like, man, gotta look after yourself. You know, or even with my cousin stuff, like you can work yourself to get the work done you'll never enjoy it because like, you're too tired, you you know, so, but, it's probably being around them, you know, if, if that's the case, then we're just, team. let's do this and then kind of be able to look, make the call, man, we're so done, let's just relax, let's let's go together and make sure that we're, we're doing something that's just, you know, that's going to pick each us, pick us all up and then before we leave so we don't go back home and just be drones or, you know, just, just, um, uh, conk out as such, but, I think that's that's where we we probably need to work, and it's just everyone puts in, everyone puts in, and everyone gets
1: it's out That's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool, man. I, I, I like that. Man. Self, you know, self care because it, it seems very really individualistic, yeah. Eh? Yeah, That's and, right. Yeah. And if you you're not, if you're not in the, in the right frame of mind, yeah. you do not know, you self care. You don't, you never, be so you don't yeah. know how to do you that. You got to be yeah. That, yeah. care for you. Well, I like right. that, I like that, man. That's
2: so good, man. Okay, no, cool. We so got a new presentation tomorrow.
1: <laughs> 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 guys, I came off this term, man. Takes a village to raise a person. He's gonna CC <laughs> CC, man. <laughs> this guy. Shadow, so really. Oh man, that's a so good. Thank man. You. We just learned from Doctor Alatini. Okay,
2: uh, <laughs> <see>. <laughs> no. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, yeah, just grateful to meet you. Like, well i'm just always grateful to meet people um of different walks of life and people that we grew up watching and just hearing your guys stories and even off camera just like <laughs> it's almost like we've known each other for a while so um just really grateful to you also and you know we always um um we really value our guests um mm-hmm. even when they leave we always like thinking about them and and we watch from afar and so we'll always keep you in prayer and your family and um look forward to bumping into you and in, um the near future around the area and we just wanna, you know, um give you your flowers in terms of like what you're doing and so um continue also and look forward to like just bumping into you so yeah.
1: yeah man, just just tonight, man. I think one thing I've really kind of gauged from you and, and learned from you is as, as, as you know as a person as you you're a fighter you're a real fighter you know you, you've you know you just what you just shared fighting in the abs you know fighting uh, in the midst of hey your dad's dream i, I can do this mm. and you really fight fighting for your wife um and it is it just it's a true testament of, of who you are as a man and also fighting for our communities and our people that you know you, you know, for the inactivity of, of our people and you're fighting for that and the cause man just really really inspiring and so all the best for your endeavors in 2023 I pray that all everything just just falls into place and just comes to fruition um we're just really blessed really blessed um uh, so and so every guest that comes on we always give them a, a gift and so everyone comes on we give them a caricature uh, of them <laughs> a picture of them and so this is for you my my friend
0: Oh, brothers, my lord, pito, oh man!
1: Oh man, thank you so much.
0: No, I'm, I'm really proud. like I said, humbled and honored um, to come on this platform, especially amongst the, the guests before me. Uh, fantastic men that that um, so much respectful and, and doing great work. I'm just happy I'm able to share a bit of my story and 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 hope it empowers. Others, like we said, if it's one, fantastic, you know, but um, it's just so cool to be amongst um, those. And, and thank you and, and, and you both and also the production team for, for the opportunity to share. And, and, and like I said, it feels like that we've known each other. <laughs> just, yeah, it but it'll be cool to keep connecting yeah, and, and yeah, um, yeah, just keep sharing and, and helping the way we can for, for our people. Eh? Oh,
1: man, so, well, love her. Love her. Um, just even just a bit of a plug-in of this, the senses once again, mm-hmm. um, Peter. better.
0: Yes, that's us. Census, it's live, so um, so important. I think it's you know uh, being in the space and, and kind of where it becomes really important for us is knowing where our people are, and and then like we said, don't hide, jump in there. But then that's where where we can see where the need needs to go because you know, and then we can find all the other needs that that within our community is because it's noted and we see yeah, it. It's not around trying to uh, hunt you down. It's about <laughs> probably where we when we get um, understanding what's happening within our community and numbers and, and where we're all at and, and what they do then we can tailor make what we're trying to do to, to make sure that the services is going to the needs rather than always guessing to where we're at you know and and so so yeah please jump on jump online and and uh, fill that out for us and and we'll um, make sure that, that we're there when, nice. when it's most regarded
1: I Malo. Malo one more thing um Peter, is there anyone that you think Anyone that you could think it would be ideal to come on the podcast? Oh good.
0: I suppose um when I uh, can't go past any you know, of my rugby boys, right? <laughs> but I think um uh, I think Powell uh, I suppose Petty's good and, and suppose Krabby mm. They've they've got some, some some cool stories around their life and and how they've had to overcome different things to keep going. Mm. You know, there's some sad truths around Losing people, they who are they really dear to them, too early, mm. and how they've had to never get themselves through it. But all the same, they again they're fighters. They're strong men. They're, they're kind of um, and they're funny. They love to <laughs> <laughs> like to take the mickey out of themselves as well. Especially Cribby you might not get a word in with Kirby. So. But those boys, those boys are pretty cool. There was, yeah, I got a lot of time for them, and and I, I just think because their issues are real, real as well, and I think these people. Uh, have gone through things Like they have too And, and just How they're doing Because it. it's ongoing yeah. Pity's quite mm-hmm. ongoing um, But he's uh, It was great to, to connect with him Early in the year It's him And he's, he's Got all smiles And and sure. working and Working hard again So um, Again just the situation Of life right? For yeah. everyone they can, Regardless where you're at. you at Just got to Keep at it Rather than Just let it get to you Type thing Cool mm. awesome.
1: so, i Ron Cribb and uh, Peter Whippy. So please. <laughs> Coming down to well, yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> that's it, that's Awesome, it. man. Thank you once again. Uh, but hey, guys, please like and subscribe. And we look forward to your wealth or our comments once again. But otherwise, thank you once again to Peter Alatini. And Charles, as usual. Refine. Unlock. <laughs> Take, <laughs> Take charge. Take charge. Band-Aid.